This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Welcome to Tribe of Two, the officially unofficial podcast for The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're back with a preview for season three. It's about to launch here in about a week, and we want to get ahead of it because, boy, this has been a weird off-season for The Mandalorian. <laughs> a long off-season for The Mandalorian. For Star Wars. For Star Wars. And Star Wars, yeah. Um, the Mandalorian in particular, it's been since 2020 since this thing had a season um not not quite pre-pandemic but i feel like the world has changed <laughs> tv has changed star yeah. wars has changed everything's changed since the mandalorian was on tv including the mandalorian itself which is weird to say but we'll get to that yeah uh, i gotta I say that the, the end of book of boba felt like the end of empire strikes back you know we were on board the hospital frigate uh i i had kissed my sister you lost your arm we were like wondering if this is all worth it this whole rebellion this whole star wars tv project mm-hmm. uh you know uh it's uh the 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 empire had struck back and struck back good and my star wars fandom was at an all-time low and then yes a new hope and or mm-hmm. um and if you're a, if you're a, a a club member and you missed all this or you, you want to pay five bucks and get some cool free con or cool premium content, we talked a lot about Andor on our off the clock show and mm-hmm. we were skeptical that it'd be good. We started watching about mid season and, and fell in love with it. That was a real shot in my Star Wars fan arm. I got to say, oh, I, I, in fact, too. I'm not certain we would be here talking into these microphones about this show had it not been for Andor. Yeah, because we had the exact opposite experience. You know, if you've been a follower of this feed for a while uh, with Book of Boba Fett, that was not exactly uh, up to our standards. But it's kind of essential. Okay, here's the weird thing about The Mandalorian. Let's say some people are just the fans of The Mandalorian. They watch anything with The Mandalorian name on it. You are going to be very confused by the opening of season three here. Uh, I assume they'll have a recap. So that it'll mm. probably catch you up, but we're going to do some of that here um, and talk about a little bit of the stuff that I view as like Mandalorian season 2.5 uh, that happened in the book of Boba Fett because there was a whole arc with Mandalorian over there. I'm curious to see how they handle it, too, because on the Marvel side, I'm starting to get a handle on how they're dealing with the show movie tight coordination as we see more and more of these films. And it seems like that. Mm-hmm. The Marvel films are designed to be able to be enjoyed if you don't watch any of the television shows. And I yep. wonder if they're going to do this in such a way that the people who skip Boba Fett will just kind of like roll with the punch and and, and move on. Or they're just going to assume that everybody that's on Mando, Team Mando, was also watching Book of Boba Fett, which is a pretty safe bet. Uh, I'm very curious to see sure. how they handle this over on the, the, the this side of the mouse. Yeah. Uh, so far, they seem like they want you to watch both. Um, well, they want. But, well, of course, of course, they want you to watch <laughs> everything. Want, yeah. Bad batch, all of it. Um, yeah, we're gonna talk a little bit about the season three trailer, obviously, and what we've got upcoming uh, for this latest season. 
maybe talk about some of the things we're excited about and then maybe our coverage plans for this season. Um, so maybe we should start with how season two of The Mandalorian ended. If you're only familiar with that show, uh, they had the big climax where Luke came in uh, on Moff Gideon's ship and took Grogu away to become a Jedi, to go train. Um, during that process, Moff Gideon was captured, not killed. And Bo-Katan, who wanted the Darksaber, was very disappointed to learn that Mando had grabbed that saber before her. And now the only way she can win it back is to fight him and take it back. Uh, otherwise, it's I guess it's not official. Nobody, no one will follow her. So, and then there's, you know, something, something Boba Fett. Um, so <laughs> that was the end of Mandalorian season two. Now much has, has happened since then. Um, in the book of Boba Fett. And, and if you don't want spoilers, if you want to watch this stuff, pause it now, go watch the last like three episodes of the book of Boba Fett and then come back. Um, Grogu is no longer in training to be a Jedi with Luke. Uh, there was a whole arc where like Mando had this chainmail Beskar uh, suit that he sent with Ahsoka to give to Luke, to give to Grogu. And that happened. And then Grogu was really distracted by missing Mando. And so Luke gave Grogu a choice, stay here and train as Jedi or go back to Mando. And he chose Mando. So that's kind of, up to speed on the status of Grogu. Um, your thought? Did we ever talk? I mean, we probably did in Boba Fett, but like your thoughts on the return of Grogu, like not even a season of the Mando just being the Mandalorian. I think it's smart of them. Like that's what people want, right? They don't want the Mandalorian show. It's it's baked in as like Mando and Grogu. Hmm. I did, I did. I feel it's a missed opportunity to not have some more solo Mando content because we've only really gotten like what and two and a half episodes of solo solo Mando. Mm -hmm. But uh, you're probably right from just a purely marketing, the you know how popular yeah. Grogu is, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, you're probably totally. Right. Um, I mean, it was also cool to see him with Luke. I really love that, but I bet it was kind of expensive and difficult, time-consuming and stuff to put Luke on the screen because obviously he was a de-aged Luke. So, yeah, having him back with Mando makes a lot of sense. Uh, he's back with Mando in the capacity of, like, an astromech droid because they, they picked up... Um, obviously, <laughs> right. if you remember, the, the Razorback gets blown up... Or, sorry, Razorcrest gets blown up in The Mandalorian Season 2... So he has no ship anymore. Uh, well, that was fixed in Book of Boba Fett where he got one of the N1 Starfighters, which is the ships that you see from the Naboo military in Phantom Menace. Um, and there's a perfect... It, it is a one-seater, but there's space for an astromech, and I think Rogu is kind of inhabiting that space for the moment. Um, he won't be transporting any bounties in that ship. I can say that much. But it looks like season three will not be so bounty focused. It can't be because there's literally no place to put bounties right. on this. This is the Could one you weakness. tow somebody in carbonite with just like a rope off the back of the ship. 
<laughs> in space. I don't, yeah, maybe just to go like, through track the atmospheres, or maybe uh-huh. they'll they'll have like um, you know how uh, some of the Republic starfighters had that docking ring. They'll ha- he'll have a a docking there ring he leaves in orbit that has all of his uh, bounty hunter shit on it. But, I can see um, just like a cat of nine tails ha- hanging out behind him with like fifteen different bounties frozen in carbonite. It's a wild progression, though. It's it's like being a dad and having this beat up but reliable minivan with plenty of space <laughs> in it to raise a family, and then you go through a midlife uh-huh. crisis and fuck it, I'm getting a vet. It's gonna be me yeah. and the boy in his baby carriage is gonna in the vet. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. I know how they'll deal with that. They just won't have him collecting bounties anymore. He's no longer a bounty hunter. He's the Mandalorian. Um, yeah. The the other thing uh, that happens in Book of Boba Fett is, as you might recall, like I said, Mando has the Darksaber at this point. Uh, it's kind of attached to him. So he kind of kind of learns how to wield it. He's not great with it. Um, apparently, you have to like believe in this sword for it to do anything. I don't know. So it's a little weird. Um, but yeah, he's getting better with it. He's kind of he's kind of learning how to wield it. We'll see. That'll probably progress uh, here in the third season. Uh, but he, uh, along the lines of getting his dark saber skills, he also revealed that he's taken his helmet off a couple of times, and he's been outcast for that. Essentially, they told him he's not a Mandalorian, and in order to become a Mandalorian again, which I think he really wants. He's got to go bathe in the waters of Mandalore. So it looks based on the trailer that's going to be a big focus of this next season. Or he could just roll with the Mandalorians and don't give a shit about that kind of thing. That too. Which is that is the the key conceit from this season. I'm super interested in the juxtaposition of man uh, of uh uh, the the Mandalorian being raised in this weird little Mandalorian cult, this insular thing that mm-hmm. you know uh, forbids people from having all these connections, even to your own identity. Um, and then him getting exposed to more cosmopolitan, shall we say, uh, Mandalorians that are like not showing your face. What kind of crazy shit is that? Secular so, Mandalorians. Yeah, and the whole idea of like you know there'd be a struggle for this uh, this this guy's soul, you know, like what is real, what does he believe in, what does he put his faith in, what are the things that are important, what are the things you can let go? Is there anything? Yeah, I'm I'm very I'm very interested in the cult of Mandalore aspect of this. Yeah, so we can switch over to like season three in the trailer now. I feel like that's gonna be boy. Yeah, are they going to lean into that? Because the the real thing that they've set up here is a clash between Bo-Katan and uh, Mando. I I think that's going to be more of the focus. Like he's going to go to Mandalore to try and redeem himself, and right. there he will meet Bo-Katan, who's hell bent on taking that sword from him. Yeah, and there's that Mandalore. shot of her sitting on some sort of throne, like heavy wears the crown. I did. I wonder if that is like her gearing up to do this or like maybe she's taking it from him and feels bad. I, I don't know. He didn't want she's it. Great. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. He doesn't want this saber. He tried to give it back right. to her, but by custom, by religious custom, he is unable to. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll be right back with more bald move after this brief pause. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here are the weekly highlights coming up this week on Bald Move. Apple TV is releasing a new series based on Blake Crouch's novel, Dark Matter. Aaron and I are big fans of his work, so we're picking up the new show on day one. Join us this Wednesday for the preview podcast. The Shogun Limited series might be over, but that doesn't mean our Shogun coverage has to end. We've got the wrap-up podcast releasing this Tuesday, where we'll consider all your feedback and final thoughts on the series. And because we like the show so much, we decided to go all the way back to 1980 to cover the first TV adaptation of the novel. Do what you can to find the copy and join us this Thursday for the first of our four-part podcast on 1980 Shogun miniseries. And finally, the latest first-run movie, The Fall Guy, features Emily Blunt and Ryan Gosling. He's a stuntman tasked with finding the star of his ex-girlfriend's movie when he suddenly goes missing. Is it a rom-com? Yes. Does that mean I'll automatically hate it? Not if the trailer lives up to its promise. Join us for the podcast on Bald Move Pulp this Thursday night. You can find these and many other great podcasts by searching for Bald Move Pulp or Bald Move Prestige in your favorite podcast app. And now, back with more Bald Move. What happens if the person who wields it dies of natural causes and it just kind of falls into a gutter or something? To fight the gutter? I don't know. There's probably some kind of Harry Potter rule for this. You know, like it goes yeah. back to the last person to be defeated him or something. Uh, uh, it's always a little tricky. And there's an interesting. So you've got these. It's so funny because you've got, the, you know, like we said, the cosmopolitan Mandalorians believing in their own little probably silly myth. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Of course, the thing is, is like with. Star Wars, you can't ever say that these myths are silly because there is some kind of physical, spiritual force invisible that binds us and guides us and does. all. Oh, so totally. there's there is def- definitely a realm of something in this saber that does act this way. But also mm-hmm. sometimes people I mean, even the Jedi didn't have their understanding of the force entirely dialed in correctly. Mm-hmm. and different uh, interpretations I'm, all that kind of exactly stuff. exactly i'm sh- i'm i'm curious to see if uh bo katan's got it 100 right yeah no that's a good question um so so yeah i, I think mando's quest is going to be uh a spiritual journey this year uh speaking of jedi the jedi are just coming out of the woodwork in this trailer in this universe right i mean we're not that far after the fall of the empire, uh, the the destruction of the second Death Star, mm. uh, and here we are with, you know, Luke coming in to grab Grogu, take him to a training facility. We've got four more Jedi in this trailer. I think you've got Ahsoka. You've got a lot of Jedi just hanging around. I guess like in the grand scheme of things, six Jedi, seven Jedi is not considered a lot of Jedi. But it's enough yeah. for a council. Yeah, it's a lot compared to where they we were in the old republic. Yeah, and obviously and where these we are were students. The Empire Strikes Luke. Back. This is some Kevin J. Anderson shit happening. Yeah, I assume so. Um, I think it's kind of wild that they all have lightsabers, but I suppose. I suppose. Uh, another thing that I actually really liked in the trailer, and it's just a moment. It's a flash. Uh, 
apparently there's a droid bar where they just oh. serve droids. I don't know what droids are doing at a bar. Like they're sucking up electricity, right? I don't know because like Star Wars droids are in a cer- at least a certain part of the galaxy second class citizens, but they're also sentient beings who are capable of being tortured. Mm-hmm. So like maybe they do need they're like they're like the robots on Futurama. They need they need alcohol to make them go. You know, yeah, totally. Like, like to put up with the bullshit, they gotta they gotta be hammered. C-3PO never has translated a thing that he wasn't three sheets to the wind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's going to have to be the obligatory we don't serve your kind here joke, right? Got to. When Mando yeah, like, walks like, into that bar. Hey, f- hey meatbag. Mm-hmm. We don't serve your kind here. Yeah, it's got to. It almost feels I'd like that whole set piece didn't. is designed just for that joke. Uh Apparently, Grogu's got his mojo back, too, because we see him in a cave just tossing around some kind of creature. Because last last season, he was a little uh, handicapped in that regard. He had been nerfed. How did that I happen? I can't remember exactly how it happened. Um, I think he used his powers one too many times or something. Oh, because um, like it's something to do with him being imprisoned by that uh, Moff Gideon, Gideon, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, but but he's back in action this time. He it, great. Granted, it's not like the uh, mud. What was it? Mud horn that he fought. It's not quite a creature that big, but right. it's pretty big. Yeah, I would. Um, I would be interested in. Um, I mean, I, obviously, if he spends time with Luke Skywalker, I know he didn't complete his training or whatnot, but look at the power up Luke got from just a couple weeks in Dagobah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you think? Uh, I'm I'm curious to see what the kids got in him. Yeah. See if he can lift any in one fighters out of the mud. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of most of the stuff I wanted to talk about in the trailer. Just like little things I noticed. Obviously, uh, we're about a week out. We're going to get to see this pretty soon. Is there anything else in the trailer that you were excited about or interested in? Um, just a lot of sweet action, man. Like a lot of Mandalorians jumping out of high flying, uh, aircraft and jetpacking through the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of Mando kicking ass. Uh, uh, there is that one scene where it looks like he's saying it to Moff Gideon, but with the magic of editing, who knows? Like, you know, I can bring you in warm. I can bring you in cold. I, I did think, like, where are you going to bring him? Do you, maybe there's a frunk. <laughs> maybe the N1 okay. Starfighter yeah. has a frunk that's just big enough for a humanoid uh, carbonite block. But yeah. I am curious to see... Um, you know, who's he bringing him into, you know, what, what, uh, who is he going to bring him into? How did he get the bounty? Is this just like a, you know, personal grudge that he's adding a little, his, his, his shtick to it to make it sick, uh, to make it mm-hmm. even sicker. I don't know. Could be. Uh, I'm curious. And I'm excited to see the return of Moff Gideon. You know, I'm, uh, oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I didn't get it. I didn't, I felt like I got robbed of John Carlo Esposito out of season three of the boys, not nearly enough. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I want to get my fix. Sure. Uh, excited about that. I've, I have not seen aside from Mandalorian season two, Katie Sackoff do anything since like Battlestar Galactica. So I'm, yeah, I'm a big fan nice of hers. Her. So sure. With her coming back. Yeah. I'm, I'm super excited to see the showdown between the two, which I assume is going to be epic. Uh, and I want to see what Mandalore looks like. This is the first mm. time I will have seen it depicted. I I want to say it might have been depicted in Clone Wars or something or or some other 
some other show. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. Like this ancient planet that was once a huge power, but it just got bombed into oblivion. And and they talk about it like it's under somebody's control right now. Like you have to go take it back. But I wonder if that's more of like a spiritual taking back, like reclaiming the land that has been just devastated and bringing her people back to congregate there again. Or if that's like literally we got to go in and take it from the empire or or some other force that now controls it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, it seemed pretty uh, thoroughly destroyed. Uh, and I know that's the other thing I guess would be good to say is that our sensibilities are we are aging Gen Xers and elder millennials. And we haven't seen all the cartoons that I'm sure Mandalore mm-hmm. has been depicted before. We right. haven't seen it in live action. Uh, I am fine with people sending it to Mando at baldmove.com, those details in, and we can share with everybody. But like, I, mm-hmm. I, yeah, we, this is not the podcast that's going to go and uh, go through all Dave Fellini's excellent clone. Yeah, you know, we're not, we're not doing all that. We are just taking the very real love that we've had of Star Wars. Um, you know, I, I haven't seen all of the Clone Wars, but I have literally read every Star Wars novel that was published before <laughs> like 2001. Uh, mm-hmm. so that's got to count for something, right? I played the old well, Weston D6 role playing game. It's out of print. That's got to, you know, that's that's um, <laughs> all this stuff is out of print or disavowed by Disney at this point. So, but no. it does it does show up from time to time. So yeah, everyone's yeah, yeah, yeah. There's tons of YouTube's and podcasts that will give you all that uh, that uh, the the glitz and the glamour of the the animated series. But if you want the old school deprecated apocrypha <laughs> hazily remembered uh then you have come to the right podcast my friend hey man i'm here to talk about the quality of brand new television that's what i'm mm-hmm. here to talk about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it just so happens it's in the star wars universe which i've had affection for i'm rekindling my affection for thank you Andor. uh and i'm hopeful We'll see how it goes. Yeah. This this it looks this season amazing. has the opportunity to be, let's say, better or more enjoyable for me uh, than season two was. Yeah, and honestly, this this the trailer looks and sounds amazing. That was one of I think the bigger sins of Boba Fett is sometimes that show kind of looked ugly and stupid. Occasionally, some of, the, some of the production design was just dumb. Yeah, those mopeds. And I, not my thing. yeah, just, not just my a thing. lot. Just a, it's, I, yeah, we're reducing a lot to just those mopeds. There's a lot of questionable decisions <laughs> yeah, in that totally. fucking show. Uh, so yeah, but the Mando's never, you know, it's like it always rules firmly with the rule of cool. So uh-huh. and you it's don't a do above. dumb shit when you're when you're following that rule. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so let's talk real quickly about our coverage plans. It's gonna be pretty much the same uh, as it was last time. We're going to have our weekly recap episodes on Thursday afternoon uh, after the episode comes out. And I'm I'm unsure how we'll handle feedback, if at all. We're right now covering two other shows, uh, one of which we're doing three podcasts a week for. But that will change pretty soon. So it remains to be seen how we do feedback. But definitely send in your feedback. And if people do want to send feedback, where can they do that again? Mando at baldmove.com. Nice. All right. Well, I think we're going to leave it short and sweet here unless you have anything else to say. Nope. I'm looking forward to the first episode of the season, the premiere, and looking forward to seeing what uh, y'all have to say about it. 
Nice. All right, well, that'll do it. We'll see you guys for the premiere next week. And until then, I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. See ya. Thank you.